Hello and welcome to the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake. During this episode, I'm joined by nobody because I'm in the Maldives and I don't know any Maldivian ski racers. On this episode, I will look back at the weekend's slalom action from Levy and Fillon before looking ahead at the next stop on the World Cup Tour for the women. It's slalom and GS in Killington in the United States. And for the men, it's the turn of the speed skiers in Super G and downhill action in Lake Louise, Canada. What an absolute cracking weekend of slalom racing. Schifrin head and shoulders above the rest of the ladies again. She won by nearly 0.6 of a second over Vlahova and then Bernadette Shield in third place, which um, was a little bit of a turn up for the books, given the fact that Paul Telling and I, during the last podcast, laughed at Ben when he said that he thought Bernadette Shield could be up there for a win. She was the quickest on the second run, 0.6 ahead of Schifrin. So I think the Austrians actually will be quite pleased with that, considering the form going into it maybe wasn't where they would have wanted to have been. The slalom start for the ladies was shortened. Uh, they had to lower about 10 seconds-ish off the full-length time. And uh, and the piece itself was really, really tricky. It was very slick. The corset was challenging. And, and I think it brought out the best in a lot of the ladies who were competing down there. Schifrin, though, just showed her class under pressure yet again as going in as the favourite and able to hold her nerve when it really counted. Leading after the first run, standing at the top of the start gate, realising that she just had to ski solidly and make sure that she didn't make any major mistakes and she was going to come out on top, and that's exactly what she did. In the women's race, the form really did go with the big gun. The first seven in the finish were actually the first seven that started, not necessarily in that order, but it really shows that first group of ladies in the top group of the bib draw are the ones to beat. There's nobody that came from outside the top seven into that first group. Meta Hrovat from Slovenia was the only one of the big numbers outside the 30, starting with bib 33, that made it into 12th place. So unusually for Levy, because the piece does normally hold up quite well, we didn't see anybody chumming from outside the 30 and managing to make it into that second run. But the conditions did look incredibly tricky. Like I said already, it was quite icy and slick. Uh, so I think that may be why we didn't necessarily see any of the big numbers making a stab at the uh, the top 30. Moving over to the men's side, Christofferson and Hirscher picked up exactly where they left off, finishing just nine hundredths apart with Hirscher coming out on top yet again. Christofferson could only smile, and thankfully this time it was a smile. It tended to be a little bit last season where he'd look frustrated and annoyed and, and let his emotions get the better of him. And in Levy, he just... Big grin on his face. He knew that he had a stormer, and Hirscher yet again managed to pull it out of the bag. He does it so often. He's so cool and calm under pressure. He's able to to sort of register that Christofferson has had an absolute blinder. He knows that from the course reports from his coaches at the start. So he'll be well aware that Christofferson just laid one down and knows that he has to have a near perfect run to be able to come out on top. I don't know what it is with Hirscher. He just is able to stay so clean, relatively mistake free. It's like he sort of feels the mistakes creeping into his skiing, but fixes it before it actually ends up as a mistake. It's incredible. Uh, Andre Mura moving up on his second run with an absolute blinder, finished 1.14 off Hirscher, but he was the best of the rest, managing to take that final step on the podium. He started his second run just in front of our own Dave Riding, 
Dave, I spoke to after the race, he said that he was quite pleased with how it had gone. He found it incredibly difficult adjusting to the conditions. He said that in the days leading up to it, it was really, really warm and the snow was, felt very different to how it ended up being on the day with that injection bar and the slick conditions like I already mentioned. So he said he was quite pleased. He would, would have wanted a little bit more, but solid building blocks, new equipment, different type of snow than he skied on so far this season. And I think uh, he, he sees that the building blocks are there and he's able to take that positiveness into the next stages of the season. Laurie Taylor didn't manage to find himself getting a second run, but put in some great turns, managing to really show what he's all about. I expect we'll see a lot more from Laurie. He's been so quick during training over the summer, he's pushed Dave to the limit. So I think Laurie, we should see getting a second run in the not too distant future, but such a cracking race though. Some absolute belting second run charges. Andre Mira already mentioned. Roman Zenhausen, my pick for the win, had, uh, uh, by his standards, a very average first run and managed to put down a flyer for the second run, managing to find himself in fourth. And the legend that is Jean-Baptiste Grange finished fifth from Bib 21. Shows that he's still got quite a lot in the tank. And the French guys have got a great tech team, a great slalom team. Clement Noel and Victor Mouffard-Jeande both putting down absolute blinding first runs and nearly managed to hold it all together. Apart from those last couple of gates where it got incredibly rutty and they both made that mistake meaning that they finished down 25th, 26th. But what a great training group they've got. Pushing each other all the way, all the way. And don't forget Julien Lizarou in there as well. He put down a stormer, managing to finish 13th. So uh, beware of the French team, especially on the slalom side. They've got some real depth like the Austrians have, but they didn't quite have their, all their own way. Michael Matt didn't manage to find that form he had last season, finishing in seventh place. Christian Hirschbull from Bib 24 into eighth. And then Manu Feller, Ben Clark's call for the win, more from an enjoyment of his style necessarily than, than on form, finding himself down in ninth place. Not quite the result he would have wanted to be. And then Marco Schwartz rounding off the top tens. The Austrians have got their own little pack going on there, but I think I'd prefer to be in that French slalom team right now. They, those guys are going from strength to strength. In the men's race, contrast what happened in the women's. There are quite a few high numbers getting in there. Bib 74 got a second run, Bib 50, Bib 75, Bib 64 and Bib 54 all managed to get themselves a second run. So it showed the piece was there for those guys if they wanted to really charge and risk it all. Let's have a quick look at what's coming up this weekend for the women. It's GS first on Saturday and then followed by a slalom on Sunday. Tessa Worley will be looking to see if she can repeat Solden's opening giant slalom victory and Frederica Briannoni, see if she can uh, topple Worley. But you've got to look at Schifrin for the home double. Big crowd favourite, lots of people behind her. I think Schifrin's going to be on for the double here. Solden was such a tough piece. Really, really tricky, steep, icy, dark. The snow was coming down heavy, wasn't it? It was really, really windy. And I think that hopefully, if we manage to get better conditions across in Killington, it should mean that we'll see a bit more of an even playing field across the whole of the race. The, the piece really did cut up quite badly over in Solden. And Gar Trainer, who competed for Great Britain at the Salt Lake City Olympics, is out and um, on the injection bar team is helping to crew the race. So he's been saying that the piece is looking in great shape and they're hoping that they'll be able to provide a race that's more even across all the start numbers and then followed by the slalom again Schifrin's got to be odds on favorite for that with Wendy Holden they're hoping that she can get close let's see if Bernadette Shields can build on her performance in that second run where she was the quickest athlete and Frieda Hansdotter after a promising first run let it slip a little bit in the second run finding herself in fourth place and uh, Vlahova 
probably the only lady that's going to challenge Michaela Schifrin for that slalom win coming up on Sunday. A little note on the Brits. Alex Tilley's racing in both events. Spoke to her coach, Noel Baxter, earlier in the day, and he said that the training's been going really well. They took a load of positives off the back of Solden. He said that, yes, obviously, the outcome wasn't what she wanted, but taking the positives off the back of Solden and hoping that they can use those in Killington in Saturday's Giant Slalom, and then she's going to chuck on the slalom skis, hopefully with a good result in the bag from the Giant Slalom, see if she can mix it with the top 30. Right, it's now time to look at... The men's competition coming up this weekend. It's downhill on Saturday and Super G on Sunday from Lake Louise in Canada. Promises to be an absolute cracker. Been having a quick look at the track. It's bumpy, it's icy, it's super cold out there, which is great news for the piste, great news for the conditions. Usually a bigger field in Lake Louise, first race of the season. It's not the most technical of tracks in terms of gnarliness, but it certainly is one of the easiest tracks to be slow on. There aren't the complex parts of this track that you have in Wengen or Kitzbühel or Bormio. It's one of those that there's lots of little parts of this track. Tiny mistakes make big time differences come the bottom. Definitely a track to look out for the gliders on. There's a big gliding section in the middle as you come across Wee Waxy. There's another big gliding section right into the finish. You come off Coach's Corner, then big left-footed C-turn, and then you've got a good 30 seconds or so of, uh, of head down, getting you in your tuck, and trying to let those skis wash over the snow without any edge at all. Last year's Lake Louise downhill winner was uh, Beat Foyts, then it was Matthias Meyer, then it was Axel Svindal. Foyts also won the downhill globe last winter, so a tough one to look past him um, he's certainly going into it one of the favorites been uh, skiing really well all summer but I like to think that we might see something from Thomas Dressen in the downhill last season came from sort of nowhere really into taking two first places and also two third places he's been a real firecracker mixing up with the older more established races especially in downhill you see this the tracks don't tend to change too much you go to Lake Louise the set's the same from when I raced there it's the same from when Finley Mickle race there. It's the same from when Graham Bell raced there. So you get these, all the older statesmen have all the extra time on the skis in these downhill tracks. So I think those guys tend to have the uh, upper hand, but Dressen showing that that isn't the case at the moment. And then in Super G, Yansred has had a grip on this title for a long, long time now. Super G Globe winner, and he also won in Lake Louise last year, followed by uh, Max Franz and Hannes Reichelt. So is uh, definitely going to be there or thereabouts. I think um, Vincent Kriegmeier could get in there. He's been skiing super fast over the summer as well, so likely to see him mixing it with the big guns. But who can write off Axel and Svindal as well? He's going to be there or thereabouts. What's so great about the speed side on the men's tour is is there are a plethora of athletes that could win. You've got all the Norwegians, the Swiss, the French, the Norwegians. There isn't just your Christofferson and your Marcel Hirschers. There's about 10 guys that could win each and every speed race. So it really makes calling it very, very tricky. Of course, you're going to have the ones that sort of tend to rise to the top. And definitely, you know, you can almost nail on Jansrud for a podium in the Super G. Whether it's a top step, who knows? But he's going to be up there. And then the same with Foyce, as long as he's able to sort of transition that form. A guy that's in the previous season 
won the overall globe. But if you go further than that back, he's had lots of trouble with injury and being inconsistent. So it's to see for him whether he's able to hit the ground running. And he's definitely a force to be reckoned with. The Swiss have found a new star after Kouche left that huge void in Swiss speed racing. And now Biatfoitz is one that's definitely filling that void for the Swiss downhill fans. So my tips for the men's, I think I'm going to call... I'm going to go outside the box and I am going to say Thomas Dressen for the downhill win and for the Super G. I'm going to say Vincent Kriegmeier just because, like I said, I don't really want to keep going with the favourites of Jansrud, but Jansrud almost certainly be on the podium. Uh, but uh, I, I'm kind of hoping that Vincent Kriegmeier might just, just uh, drop one in there. Um, and that's all we've got time for this week. Let's hope the racing lives up to the billing. See you next time.